So tonight we're going to be talking about consensus among the prophets. And this has a question mark next to it. The question mark is meant for you to think. Should there be consensus among the prophets? This is, this is going to be a message where you're going to have to do a lot of thinking. The word consensus means a general agreement. They have a consensus view. The body of Christ is not in agreement, period. <laughs> so it goes to show that the prophets would not be in agreement as well. We are living in a time where the good people don't want to say anything. The ones who are saying something are being silenced by the celebrity voices in the body of Christ. This shouldn't be, but it is going on today. To be a prophet, you cannot be afraid to stand alone, prophesy a word that is not like everyone else, or not hear anything at all. Now, to say that there's, there's not consensus among the prophets, uh, what I'm not saying is, is that there shouldn't be. But when there isn't, we need to f try to find out what's going on to make sure that we are in line with the Spirit of God and not so much being in line with other prophets. And sometimes the body of Christ is guilty of doing that. They will wait till a prophetic word comes out from a celebrity voice, and then all of a sudden they have that same word. And there's, it didn't come from the Spirit of God inside of them. It came from the celebrity. So it appears that there's a consensus going, but the reality is that it's not. So, and we always caution you to not be a bandwagon prophet. If you don't hear it, don't say it. And definitely don't say, thus saith the Lord, if it's not coming from the Holy Spirit. Because you will get yourself in a lot of trouble. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 30, verses 8 to 11. And this has a subtitle of a rebellious people. Now go write it before them on a tablet. And note it on a scroll, that it may be for the time to come forever and ever, that this is a rebellious people, lying children, children who will not hear the law of the Lord, who say to the seers, do not see, and to the prophets, do not prophesy to us right things. Speak to us smooth things, prophesy deceits, get out of the way. Turn aside from the path, cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. So this is a conversation that's going on. And this is what, at, at times, the body of Christ gets guilty of doing. You know that you're in a particular area where you need to change, you need to be corrected. And the prophet comes to you and says, hey, God gave me a dream, vision, or a direct word. Stop doing this behavior. There is an occasion to get mad at the prophet and say, you didn't hear from God. Stop coming to me with this. I know I'm doing okay. Didn't know that this was going to go this direction, but we're going to go with it. I know that I'm okay. You are in effect doing Isaiah 30. You're telling the prophet to not tell you what 
thus saith the Lord. This is going to encounter you or put you in a place of being judged by God. And as we've been taught before, God can and will put a lying spirit in the mouth of the prophet to allow you to continue to feel good about yourself, even in your error. If you are there, if you're in that position, that's a dangerous place to be. That is a very dangerous place to be. The church today is wrapped up in controversy over being a false prophet. And this has gained a greater speed since many prophets prophesied that President Trump would go into office for a second back-to-back -back term. This has caused a lot of controversy. And we're going to go over some of these things tonight so that you can understand them. And then also you can not partake in what these people are doing. This controversy over false prophecy is being led by those in the church who really don't know what a prophet is or what a prophet does. The controversy is also being led by those in the church who never liked President Trump. And I want to challenge you as a believer, always check the motivation behind the person who's giving you the message. If they're giving you a prophetic word, if they're teaching something out of the Bible, do some research. Find out what their character is. Because if you don't, you are going to be setting yourself up for strong delusion to take place within your life. And this is going on today within the body of Christ. Everybody's a prophet. Everybody's an apostle. And everybody has a word. But is your lifestyle as a prophet and an apostle and a person with the word lining up with the scriptures so that there's power in that prophetic word? So that there's an anointing on that prophetic word to do damage to the kingdom of darkness inside of you and inside of the people around about you. If there's not, there's something wrong. There is a demonic influence that is speaking through this person and we have to be very very careful in this hour because there are many voices that are trying to lead us astray there are many voices that are trying to get us to get away from the holy spirit jesus christ and god the father they just are and you cannot believe everything that everyone says we even tell you test the stuff that we give you test the prophecies test the teachings do your own research. Find out if we're telling you the truth. Don't just take it for granted. Sometimes we can mess up. When we do, we come up here and tell you. But as a person of the spirit, you have a responsibility as an individual to check out the things that are being fed to you. And if you realize it's a bunch of junk, stop eating it. Don't keep going back. And their, and their doctrine is off, their scripture is off, their lifestyle is off. There's a prophet out there now, um, Brian Karn, I'll say his name, who's messed up. But people keep going back to him over and over and over again. They won't let him go. I, I don't understand this. There's a bunch of other named prophets out there that are messed up. Give me a word. Speak to me. Tell me what. Thus saith the Lord. 
and it's not coming from the heart of God. Bishop Jordan, false prophet, all day long. But people are still flocking to this man. What's wrong? You may or not be aware of this, but we have two houses that are fighting against each other in the political system today. Let's look at 2 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. Now there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But David grew stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker. And I believe that the remnant churches are the house of David. They are growing stronger in the things of the Lord. They're growing stronger. But you also have to realize that the house of Saul is still out there. And they're still saying dumb things. They're still doing dumb things. They are contradicting scriptures. They're contradicting prophetic words. And you can't get into a place where you're confused about what's going on because you've been listening at all of these different voices. Stop it. Do your own self a favor and stop it. We are in the middle of a war right now that we should not be fighting. The house of Saul is working behind the scenes to hinder the agenda of the house of David. This leads me to believe that there is a bigger agenda going on here. Something much more powerful than just what mere human minds can work. It is an agenda that is tied together with the Antichrist system and that has already begun taking over this world and this nation. Say what you will, but the powers that are not holy and fully in love with Jesus Christ are swiftly working behind the scenes to undermine and completely, completely sink this nation into the abyss. And you have to see this in the spirit realm. You have to see this and have discernment every day to be able to test the voices that are before you. This war is affecting those in the prophetic movement because the house of Saul is constantly attacking the house of David. Say what you will about, the, about President Trump. The house of Saul is completely wrong and in error. But they are trying to make those in the house of David believe that they are wrong and we are not. I want to remind you of something that was found in the Bible codes about President Trump. This was made public in 2016. In two separate sets of Bible codes published three months apart, international Bible code expert Rabbi Mattyahu Glazerzin found evidence that Donald Trump will win the upcoming U.S. presidential election in 2016. What's more, Trump's predicted win appears to be connected to his support for Israel. The first table was published on July 6, 2016. In this table, which comes from the book of Deuteronomy, Rabbi Glazerson pointed to the word Donald, spelled in Hebrew letters next to the word Nasi, which is Hebrew for president. He also found an abbreviation for Art Zot Habritz. Go ahead, Astrid. <laughs> Sorry. I'm doing your job. <laughs> which is the way the United States is referred to in Hebrew. The date is also found in this table. Specifically, Rabbi Glasserson pointed out the codes for eight, 
5777. And this is the date on the Hebrew calendar that corresponds to November 9th, 2016. The first date Trump would be president, elect of the United States, if he wins the election. The second video released in late October repeats many of the same codes that were found in the July, in the July video. However, these codes were found in the book of Numbers. The first set of codes were found in the book of Deuteronomy. Rabbi Glazerson opens the video with what he calls the best meeting of Donald Trump, spelled in Hebrew, and bosher, which means chosen or elected. You guys picking up what, what's coming down here? Chosen. In this table as well, he found codes for Nasi, President, United States, and seven. 5777, which corresponds to Tuesday, November 8th, 2016, which was the election day in the United States in 2016. All these codes appear very close to one another in the table. In another part of the table, he found Ohev Yisrael, which means one who loves Israel. There are also codes for Teshuva, repentance, Moshiach, and Hashem, the Lord your God, which Rabbi Glazerson said is a message for the Jews. So, my interpretation of this Bible code that was found in 2016, President Trump was ordained by God to be president. He was ordained by God to be president for two terms. My interpretation, the leaders in the church from the house of Saul who are coming against President Trump are coming against God because God planted President Trump. I don't have a Bible verse to give you to support that, but those specific things in the Bible code alone lead me to believe that President Trump is called, appointed, and anointed by God to be in our time period. I have not heard of any follow-ups to the Bible code, but I'm sure once President Trump is restored, they will find the code that says he is still the president. Just waiting for that to take place. What the house of Saul is doing to the prophets in this given season is not of God. If you haven't heard, they've been telling prophets they need to apologize, they need to be quiet. They... You are out of God's will by coming against his chosen vessel, President Trump. You are out of God's will by coming against his anointed prophets who prophesied that President Trump would win a second consecutive term. How can you leaders from the house of Saul be trusted to tell us what is really going on? Again, I told you, you're going to have to think on this in this message. How can they be trusted? Why are they being trusted? You cannot. But this is what is going on at this given season. You have people like Dr. Michael Brown of Charisma fame making statements like this. To all those who prophesied that Trump would serve a second consecutive term and assured us that he would be inaugurated on January 20th, 
I appeal to you in the strongest possible terms. Admit your error. Take full responsibility and do not under any circumstances continue to put a false hope into the hearts of God's people. What you prophesied did not come to pass. This is a major leader that is in the body of Christ that is coming against the prophets and continues to come against the prophets. There are so much, so many different things that are going to come out, and I'm not going to go into all of the details about that because this is tonight, this is not about what happened. This is about understanding the attack against the prophets at this given time. You have people like Cindy Jacobs making these statements. President Trump is a new Christian, and I didn't see him praying a lot during his time in office said Jacobs in a press release. I know, it's absolutely... So the president is supposed to spend 24 hours a day in prayer and fasting and not run the country. And I'm not coming against that. But you see what our our leaders are saying. How dumb is that? I'll just say it. I'm not afraid to say it. How dumb is that? Milani, here's, here's, here's a good one. Melania probably spent more time on her knees than Trump. <laughs> yeah. Could, could that have angered God and caused him to turn his back on Trump? A major leader in the church. If he had prayed every day to have won a second term, God would have made it happen. With God, all things are possible. So you got condensation, condemnation, error, not understanding what God is really doing through his anointed. This is going on today. It's, it's, it's there. I got sources, and if you want them, I'll give them to you. You can read the actual article. Here's another quote from Jacobs. Jacob struck a more repentant tone tweeting in January was my heart centered on Jesus or politics confession my heart was centered on politics so sorry Lord here's an apology for something that they should not be apologizing for if God and, and God there's prophetic words from Cindy Jacobs saying that he was going to serve a second term that are out there You have people like Jennifer LeClaire making this statement. We cannot discredit the entire movement over a relative few prophets who prophesied a 2020 Trump victory that didn't happen, or a few brash and brazen voices who continue to insist Trump will serve as president for a second consecutive term, or even serious issues and problems present before the election. But it's clear accountability is lacking not just in terms of inaccurate prophetic words, but the character of some prophetic voices that sowed seeds of discord and used intimidation tactics to condemn those who would not agree with their utterances. Now, you know this. If God spoken and said it, you don't have to use any intimidation tactics. You don't have to try to make people believe what God said. You let it lie. So, I know God used me prophetically to speak 
and say that President Trump was going to get a second term consecutive. I'm not trying to make that happen, but I'm not going to automatically assume that because the things and events that took place are okay. I'm still waiting. I'm still persevering. And if God used me as a a voice to say that, all of the other prophets who were used to say that should stand and wait until God manifests it. If he doesn't, it's not my fault. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with the other prophets. prophets. There should not be any an apology from anybody for anything that they said prophesying the, the results in the election for 2020. It just, it just shouldn't be. Because then you're saying that God didn't really use you to speak. You're saying that God really didn't utter his anointing through you. So why serve God? Let's get real. Why serve God? So now now you're making up your own prophecies? Every other thing that you've ever said is is made up. You're, you, the, the prophets are doing damage to themselves by doing Jeremiah Johnson completely repented, can't, recanted, cried, changed his mind, repented again. It's, it's making the prophets look bad. It's making the prophets look bad. But there are those in the house of Saul who applauded him and said, man, you're doing a good job for, for apologizing. Where is God in all of this? I believe some prophets, this is still Jennifer LeClaire, who prophesied at Trump when never heard God at all. I believe some prophets who prophesied a Trump win never heard God at all. They merely tapped into the popular prophetic opinion because it was, it was what so many in the church wanted to hear. As for the church, many in the body were just as biased and did not judge the words of the prophets. They took the prophetic word as gospel without consideration of bias, perhaps because of their own political preference. It's twisted. It's twisted. You do not understand prophets. You do not understand their place, their specific realm of authority, because you have not read the scriptures that we're going to read tonight, which clearly states that God assigns a prophet to kings. It it gets better. Is it any wonder that the body of Christ is in confusion? The house of Saul is running rampant, destroying the works that the house of David is doing. The controversy is rooted in the reality that President Trump was not officially awarded the election by the Electoral College on January 6th, and that should be 2021, not 2022. So it wasn't officially done yet, but it's still out there. So what are all of these people who have done all of this condemnation against the prophets going to do when this thing gets turned around? Where do all the people who have apologized going to do? Oh, God did speak through me. He did. And I was right. You've already lost. You've already destroyed because you didn't stand and wait for God to make 
his word come to pass. And this is a big problem in the body of Christ because the prophets think that they have to masturbate something to make it happen. And you don't. It's a bad word, but you get the picture. Too many prophets are doing this right now. They're trying to make their own prophecies come to pass. It's not your job to do that. Your job is to just speak what you hear. If it comes to pass, it's not on you, it's on God. Walk away. <coughs> the main complainers are saying, if we are so prophetic, why were there no prophecies about the COVID-19? If we're so prophetic, why did the prophets not see that the election was going to be rigged and that President Trump would have to fight out his battle in court? It's a very good question. It's a very good question. The House of Saul, with the history for not liking President Trump, took this as an opportunity to trample the truth. They were not open to the possibility that the election was rigged because they never, because they really did not ever like President Trump. And this, this is the bottom line. They were not open to the possibility that he won because they saw this as their opportunity. He cusses. He's rude. He's brash. He does things. He, he's not Jesus Christ. And we don't like the fact that he's claiming Christianity and he's standing up there in front of everybody doing all of these things and the church is following him. This, this, is, this is what the real problem is. Jealousy from the house of Saul out of all the attention that President Trump received. Instead of looking at it as a blessing. Instead of looking at it as God doing his things prophetically. We've talked before about what President Trump has done for Israel. We talked before about how he's not Jesus Christ. He's a human being. He's a king. If you look in the Bible and look at the other kings that were there, they did dumb things too. But they were still appointed by God in that time period, in that season, to do what works for God. It's, nothing's changed except for the body of Christ's understanding of the Bible. <clears throat> the House of Saul, with a history for not liking President Trump, took this as an opportunity to trample on the truth. They were not open to the possibility that the election was rigged because they really did not ever like President Trump. They were just going along with the crowd, waiting for their day to voice their opinion. They voiced it, and they showed themselves for who they really, really were. This is a quote, I believe, from Michael Brown. In the run-up to the November last year, Strang quoted Pierce liberally in books such as God, Trump, and the 2020 election. Why he must win and what's at stake for the Christians. If he loses Charisma House, he cited Pierce's prophetic track record and, like many others, took up the Cyrus defense, writing, God answered our prayers in a way that we didn't expect. We don't like this man, but God, this is how God answers our prayers. With a person we didn't necessarily like. But once Trump began to implement his policies, we were sure we had made the right choice. So, so here's the root cause of the confusion that's going on within the body of Christ. The leadership is messed up. 
there's no consensus among the leadership about what God is doing. What prophetically is supposed to be happening. And if you go from church to church to church, there, there's differences. There's differences of opinion. We're not going to argue about that tonight. But I just want to show you that there is something that is off. They didn't care. When you really look at some of these voices, they don't really agree with modern day prophets. And this fit with another buried agenda to discredit the prophets and prophecy in general. This is going on in the church. The thought process is simple. We don't like that people are prophesying and being prophetic, but we don't want to lose their tithing. So we're going to adopt policies in the church to control the prophetic. And they've done this. They've done this. Listen at this. Their list of prophetic standards began with the recognition. Oh, let me, let me back up a bit. After all of this went down, Aaron, can you pass these out? Where you at? After all of this went down, they decided that they needed a prophetic council to regulate prophecies. And all of these people on this list that you're about to receive signed this declaration. Now, I want you, I want you to hear. I'm giving you the list so you can see the names because these are some, some non-popular people and popular people. But I want you to hear what their, their goal is. Their list of prophetic standards began with the recognition that prophecy as a spiritual gift is beneficial to the education of the body of Christ and should be embraced. Again, they want to control it. However, the situation under which the gift must be used must be solely for the encouragement, edification, and admonition of Christians. So you can't prophetically correct anybody. You can't prophetically chastise anybody. And if your prophecy is deemed to be negative, you're not in with these people here who signed this list. It should not be attempted to be implemented in politics. So all of these leaders, all of these churches have said, you can no longer use prophecy for politics. Today, this is in the church today. Did they read their Bibles? 1 Samuel chapter 10, verses 1 to 6. Samuel anoints Saul. Verse 1. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? When you have departed from me today, you will find two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin at Zelzah. And they will say to you, the donkeys which you went to look for have been found. And now your father has ceased caring about the donkeys and is worrying about you saying, what shall I do about my son? Then you shall go on forward from there and come to the terebinth tree of Tabor. There three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you, one carrying three young goats, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a skin of wine. And they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall receive from their hands. After that you shall come to the hill of God, where the Philistine garrison is, and it will happen when you have come there to the city, that you will meet a group of prophets 
coming down from the high place with a string instrument, a tambourine, a flute, and a harp before them, and they will be prophesying. Check this out. Look at verse 6. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, King, King Saul, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. You see where the church has gone wrong with the judging, with the misunderstanding of what prophecy is. So here, God in his Bible, and there's many scriptures that talk about a prophet is assigned to a king. There is no separation of uh, the government in church. Never, never was intended to be. Not in God's Bible. 2 Peter 1, verse 16 to 21. For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place. Until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Spirit. All of the people who are still standing on what God spoke through them, here is your defense. You didn't make this up. You didn't conjure this up. You didn't get on the bandwagon with some other people. And, and we will we'll, we'll say there were some people who did this. But the true ones who are still standing and still saying, no, this is what God wants. This is what God has prophesied is going to happen. We're moved by the spirits. They weren't moved by their flesh. And there has to be an acknowledgement of this from the Michael Browns, the Cindy Jacobs, the Jennifer LeClairs of the world. Stephen Strangs. There has to be an acknowledgement of this. It's coming. They're going to. But they're going to find an excuse to, to poo-poo it and say, well, well, we learned something. Because, again, they don't want to lose their tithing. They don't want to lose their money coming into their little systems. Jeremiah 4. Here, I, I want you to see this because this is the part where prophets correct. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1, verse 4 to 10. The prophet is called. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in a womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then Jeremiah said, I, our Lord God, Behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. If God is in charge of the prophets, and he's commanding the prophet to say something, they can't change that word. They can't twist it. They can't make it say something that is not being said by God. You have a destiny, you have a calling, you have a covenant to be a prophet. 
the true prophets have never backed down from what God has said. Do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have set, see, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant, to root out, to pull down, to destroy and to throw down. That's four things, four things. To build and to plant is only two. So your prophetic counsel has said you can't do any correction. You can't talk about anything that's political. Where did they find that in the Bible? It's not true. All of these people are in error. Error. But they're continuing to feed people, give them the scriptures out of their own interpretation. Not from the true spirit of God. You've, you've got to see this. Here's another prophet. 1 Kings 22.4 Micah. So he said to Jehoshaphat, Will you go with me to fight at Ramoth-Gilead? Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as you are. My people is your people. My horses is your horses. Also, Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, Please inquire for the word of the Lord for today. So you have a king who's seeking the word of the Lord, who's seeking what God wants to do. How many times did all of these people who are coming against President Trump right now have a seat up at the White House? How many pictures, how many photo ops did they have laying hands on them? rubbing oil on them and praying over them. And you turn your back on them? No. It's not right. It's not right. Verse 6, Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about 400 men, and said to them, Shall I go against Ramoth-Gilead to fight, or shall I refrain? So they said, House of Saul, Go up, for the Lord will deliver it into the hand of the king. And Jehoshaphat said, Is there not still a prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of him? So here's the king who knew that these prophets that were prophesying were lying to him. He, just, he, didn't, he didn't feel right in his spirit about it. He didn't just run up and say, Okay, sounds good to me. He asked, he inquired, Is there a real prophet in the house? Verse 8, So the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, there is still one man, Micah, the son of Imla, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him, because he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say such things. Then the king of Israel called an officer and said, Bring Micah, the son of Imla, quickly. The king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, having put on their robes, sat each on his throne at a threshing floor at the entrance of the gate of Samaria. And all the prophets prophesied before them. House of Saul, 
Yep, you're going to win. Check this out. Now, Zedekiah, the son of Chaniah, made, had made horns of iron for himself. And he said, Thus saith the Lord, With these you shall gore the Syrians until they are destroyed. Here we go with this masturbation again. We're going to make something happen for God. And all the prophets prophesied, so saying, Go up to Ramoth Gilead and prosper, for the Lord will deliver it into the king's hands. Then the messenger who had gone to call Micah spoke to him, saying, Now listen, the words of the prophets with one accord encourage the king. Please let your word be like the word of one of them and speak encouragement. So here's the house of Saul. Hey, Mr. Prophet, man, I just want to make sure you know. Everybody else has said that the king is going to win. So if you're really of God, you're going to say what everybody else says. You're, really, you're, you're going to tune yourself in there. Verse 14, and Micah said, as the Lord lives, whatever the Lord says to me, that I will speak. He stood. He stood strong. Then he came to the king and the king said to him, Micah, shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead or shall we refrain? And he answered, go and prosper for the Lord will deliver it into the hand of the king. I believe God spoke through him to this as a lion prophet to the king right here at this moment. Because Micah already said, whatever the Lord speaks through me, I'm going to say. He didn't hold it back. He's not a false prophet. He, did, he spoke what the Lord said through him. There's confusion in the church on this false prophet thing. Because they're trying to say that the word is wrong and it's not. If it came from the true spirit of God, that's what God wanted you to hear. Sixteen. So the king said to him, how many times shall I make you swear that you tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? Then he said, I saw all Israel scatter on the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let each return to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, did I not tell you you would not prophesy good concerning me? but evil. So did God speak through Micah both times? Absolutely. Was the second word prophetic? Was the second word the truth? It was the truth. The king had to make a decision on what he was going to do. Verse 19, then Micah said, therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the hosts of heaven standing by on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who will persuade Ahab to go up that he may fall at Ramoth Gilead? So one spoke in this manner and another spoke in that manner. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. The Lord said to him, In what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets house of Saul lion spirit and the Lord said you shall persuade him and also prevail go out and do so therefore look the Lord has put a lying spirit 
in the mouth of all these prophets. This is Micah pointing. This is judgment against you, house of Saul, because you're not doing what's right. This is judgment against you, poor people who are telling the prophets that you can't correct. You can't talk about politicians, politics. How dare you say that President Trump is going to be, be the president? Stop giving people false hope. No, they need to give people the truth of what the, thus saith the Lord. The ones who changed their mind and said, God didn't speak through me. Shame. Shame on you. Verse 24. Now Zedekiah, the son of Chaniah, went near and struck Micah on the cheek and said, Which way did the spirit from the Lord go from me to speak to you? Now Zedekiah was the one who made these horns up. So he got mad because his word was proven to be false by the true prophet Micah. And Micah said, indeed, you shall see on that day when you go into an inner chamber to hide. He told him, you're going to be afraid. You're going to be definitely afraid because of the things that are going on. I'm, I'm telling you. Stop my clock here. I'm telling you. The things that are going on in the church with the prophets and this consensus are not of God. And we need to steer clear from it. We see manifested here a war between the prophets in the Bible. The house of Saul versus the house of David. And they were doing their thing. And they're trying to manipulate and control the body of Christ. They are going to be held accountable. You don't want to be a part of the house of Saul. You want to be a part of the house of David. And let the truth prevail. I don't know when President Trump is going to be restored, but in my heart, I know he's going to be. I know it's going to be way before 2024. It's not going to be an election. It's going to be, oh, these electoral college votes are off. And we made a mistake. What are the people going to do who have been coming against the prophets and destroying the house of God with their lives? I don't know. I don't know. Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for the, the thoughts that you placed. I thank you that the hearts were watching, listening, and trying to understand everything that you're doing. We don't know, but we are going to remain willing vessels for you to use, to speak through, and to be the lights that you're calling us forth to be in this hour. And Father God, we break off any of this junk, this mess that's going on within the body of Christ from ourselves. We take the sword of the spirit and we separate ourselves from it. And Father God, we just embrace your Holy Spirit in a new way, in a deeper, stronger way. Make us firmly seated in the house of David tonight so that we can go on and accomplish the works that you're sending us forth to do. And I believe that God wants to anoint you tonight. If you have been in the house of Saul, if you've been in a state of confusion concerning these things with the... Uh, the prophecies and the coming against. Now is the time for you to come and to receive a cleansing and an anointing to be able to stand with the house of David. The altar is open for you to receive. There's going to be a greater clarity that's going to come when you receive this anointing and you're going to see things that you've never seen before because there will be no more confusion. 
on what God truly is doing in this hour. I'm hearing the Lord also say that he wants to give out a stronger discernment to, to those who want to receive this stronger discernment. So the altar's open now for you to receive this. You won't be tricked or deceived by the things that are going on. And you'll be able to discern the truth from a lie. I've been talking about my fire for a long time, children, and I really am bringing it. And a great purging is going to take place in my body. I'm going to route out all of the foolishness, all of the jealousy, all of the strife and the contention. Because I will have a pure, spotless bride. You're going to see in the days ahead how serious I am and have been. You're going to understand more as the prophetic timetables and the prophetic seasons line up. You must be about my business. You must follow me with all of your heart. You must surrender everything. This is the time in the season, children, where I am going to start manifesting myself even more in your midst. You're going to see great signs, wonders, and miracles fall in this house. You're going to see great signs, wonders, and miracles fall in your homes. And I want you to be prepared for the things that I'm doing. I do not want you to be tricked or deceived by any man, any woman, who says that they're for me. I want you to have the anointing without measure. I want you to flow in me like never before. Great destruction is coming to those who have caused my little ones to stumble. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And little ones, the truth is going to be revealed very soon. Continue to hold my hand. Continue to wait for me to move the mountain that is before you. We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths, given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later.